From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, Sam Bankman-Fried and his political donations, Bitcoins back on Stripe, and Seth Green's Board Ape Yacht Club IP Dilemma. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Morning, Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. Please note that I didn't say good morning because it isn't a good morning. It's not a good morning for the nation, and it's not a good morning for... Lots of parents right now in Texas. Thoughts and prayers go out to all the families that are affected. However, those words just are said too often in these kind of instances. Those words became so hollow, so meaningless, because after you say that and we move on from this tragic event, nothing gets done. There isn't any forward movement. We throw up our hands and say, well, let's just hope for the best. And so... It's one of those things this morning, we are waking up to the same discussion over and over and over again of what does the Second Amendment mean? How can we prevent? What are the best steps to preserve our freedoms, our liberties, our our Constitution? Meanwhile, protecting kids, protecting communities, protecting families. And it's a discussion that we really need to start having in an effective, solution-based manner. And we have yet to do that and we have yet to even progress on that front and it is very frustrating i did mention i was going to talk about the primary elections uh, i'm kind of not in the mood but actually across the board in the five states i am not surprised by any result besides one i am looking at texas's 28th district and there is a runoff election that is so close it's going to be very interesting how this unfolds in the democratic primary So I am going to be looking forward to that, but the results are not in because it's literally a couple hundred votes difference. Anyway, let's do our best to get through today's crypto prices and our news. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And the time is 8.45 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $29,490, up a percent in 24, down 1% in 7. Ethereum is at $1,950, down a percent in 24. USDT is number three, USDC is number four, and BNB is number five, up a percent at $325, up 9% in seven. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, BUSD, ADA, Solana, and Dogecoin. Total market cap, we're at 1.25 trillion of BTC dominance of 44.7 and an F dominance of 18.8. And now, it's time for coin of the day. Our coin of the day today is Avalanche, ticker AVAX, Avax. Rank number 14 on coin market cap. It's a surprise that I did not cover it ever. Uh, however, it was a sponsor of the episodes for the past couple of weeks. So you probably heard the commercials. <laughs> so you know quite a bit about it. So we'll go through this quickly. 
Uh, its price today is $27.83, down 2.6% in 24. Its market cap is $7.5 billion. Fully diluted market cap is 11.2. The all-time high for Avex was set six months ago on November 21st, 2021 at $146.22. It's down 81% since then. It's up from its all-time low set around 18 months ago uh, of $2.79. You can buy Avex anywhere. So I'm not going to tell you all the exchanges because it's a number 14 market cap. And so you can you can get it pretty much anywhere, even in the U.S. on Coinbase. So what is Avax? Avalanche is the fastest smart contracts platform in the blockchain industry, it says, as measured by time to finality. Avalanche is blazingly fast, low cost and eco friendly. Any smart contract enabled application can outperform its competition by deploying on Avalanche. This is from CoinMarketCap. Anyway, that's our coin of the day, number 14 on CoinMarketCap. Oh, and some behind the scenes of working with Avalanche, by the way. So they would send us a script to read to record and put it in our ads for the podcast. And I would be saying Avalanche instead of Avalanche. And they were really upset about that. And they kept on going back and forth every time they heard the ad. They were like, you have to change this. And I just thought you guys would find that interesting. It's Avalanche, by the way, Avalanche. I will try not to make that mistake anymore by calling it Avalanche. It's Avalanche. Moving into today's headlines. Bitcoin is back on Stripe. The payments company has announced that customers will once again be able to convert incoming payments or any balances to Bitcoin. Stripe's Bitcoin transactions will be powered by an app created in partnership with OpenNode, and it will leverage the Lightning Network. So what happened was back in 2018, when Bitcoin services were first removed, the firm cited that rising fees and lagging transaction times is not working. It's no bueno. And they said that Bitcoin has become better suited to being an asset than a means of exchange. Well, now OpenNode said in a statement that this app gives businesses a simple and secure way to convert incoming payments to Bitcoin in real time, automatically, on demand. The question is, my question actually, is why now and why the shift? Why are we seeing that Stripe wants to go back into Bitcoin instead of trying to use these different products that were there this whole time? And I think that's a really interesting question to ask because if you suspend your services back in 2018 during a bear downturn, and now you reinitiate services during a what seemingly is a bear downturn, I just think it, I find it really interesting and very curious of why this shift. MasterCard's vice president for new product development and innovation said the integration of cryptocurrencies into existing systems would be key to helping them go mainstream. He said, in quote, crypto has to become invisible. I keep saying that and I sound like a broken record, but it has to disappear in the background for users who don't care. Honestly, my mom doesn't care if it's centralized finance or DeFi. He continued to say the complexity of the technology has to disappear in the end game. We should have these subnets being operated just like the internet is operated today. And he's totally right. Nobody cares. Nobody cares how things work. I mean, we're like first movers and adopters and we're kind of nerdy and we're teching out and we're geeking out and we're reading about these different things and having these ideological conversations about how things should work and centralized, decentralized. And But people don't care. And if it just works, then it'll be adopted. And I've always said that myself as well. And the same thing with wallets and and addresses and stuff. It's just so complicated. And I think that's what people have to solve. And how do you integrate that? And so he's spot on. Is it going to be the mainstream systems, the MasterCards, the Visas that are going to be the first to do this? Are the ones that are going to incorporate it into a seamless system to get that mass adoption? 
or is it going to be the blockchain or the bitcoin or the crypto or the DeFi startups that actually get it done first and then it's going to integrate naturally because of the ease of use i'm curious what do you think matthew Aaron at decrypt.co sam bingham freed sbf the founder of ftx had some comments about how much he's going to donate to political campaigns in the future when asked how much he could spend he said it really does depend on what happens. It really is depending on who's exactly running and where for what. And these things are super contingent. When asked if he could be prepared to donate $1 billion, should Trump decide to run again? Uh, he said, it's a decent thing to look at. He said, I would hate to have a hard ceiling because who knows what's going to happen between now and then. But at least sort of a soft ceiling, he said. A $1 billion donation would become the largest donation made during a presidential campaign ever, multiple times over. The record for largest individual political donors are currently held by the Adelsons, which they backed Republicans with $218 million, and Michael Bloomberg, who backed the Democrats with $152 million. Political preference aside, Sam Bankman-Fried also stressed that one of the most important issues is to prevent the next pandemic, which according to him would cost tens of billions of dollars. He said, I think I'm going to be looking a lot less at political parties from that perspective, and a lot more about sane governance and ads for the things that I care about most. WeWork founder and former CEO Adam Newman, who resigned amid controversy prior to the company's initial public offering, has launched a crypto startup. And by the way, Newman resigned from rework in 2019 after disclosures in the company's $47 billion IPO filing drew criticism from investors. He has a new venture. It's called Flow Carbon and it aims to bring voluntary carbon markets to blockchain. The company has closed a $32 million venture capital round led by A16Z and raised another $38 million via a private sale of the company's GNT token. The token is backed by a bundle of certified carbon offset credits issued by nature-based projects over the past five years. The credits themselves trade on a voluntary carbon market, which is projected to reach $700 million by the year 2027. And finally, which I think is a very, very, very interesting conversation to have, and it's a very, it's an ethical conversation, it's a philosophical conversation, and I'm going to tell you it right now. Seth Green was a proud member of the Board API Club. Notice that I said was. Because on May 17th, actor and producer tweeted that he's been a victim of a phishing scam. That included Board Ape 8398 and Mutants Ape 9964 and 19182. He tweeted, please don't buy or trade these while I work to resolve. In a follow-up tweet, he explained how the phishing attack had taken place. He was trying to mint a gutter cat clone NFT, but the site turned into a phishing site. All of this sparks a debate over what exactly Green lost and whether the theft means that Green will no longer be able to make a planned TV show centered around his bored ape. And why? Because when you own the ape, you own the IP, right? This is interesting. So the issue is tricky because one of the licensing rules that govern the Board Ape Yacht Club and Mutant Ape Yacht Club NFT series is that the creators of the Board Ape Yacht Club owns the copyright to Board Apes and Mutant Apes and the company gives the individual NFT owners the broad license to do what they want with those images. Hence, you go and get restaurants like Bored and Hungry, which uses a Bored Ape and makes it into a burger restaurant, right? The Bored Ape Yacht Club license, however, does not account for NFTs stolen in phishing scams or sold on the secondary market, meaning that the person who bought Green's NFT is now the purchaser under the licensing rules. This could mean that Green cannot go forward with the NFT theme show that he doesn't have the IP to anymore. You see what I'm saying? So if he's owning that NFT and he starts developing a show, however, he loses that, and not by anything by himself, but now he's not the owner of the IP. 
the IP goes with the NFT, and that's exactly what it's for, right? You own the NFT, which grants you the IP because it's one of one. It's it's the only one in existence. And so everybody learned about Green's plans to make this TV show because he showed the trailer during VCon or Gary Vaynerchuk's NFT conference. And some people say that the current owner, Darkwing84, could take legal action against Green if the actor uses the IP without permission. However, that seems kind of unlikely, says Preston Byrne, and he's a lawyer and a partner at Anderson Kill. And he noted on Twitter that there's a legal doctrine called clean hands rule that prevents those who obtain property in a dishonest fashion from profiting from it. And this is super interesting because you have to think about the sunk cost into like a TV show. So let's say, let's just use the um, bored and hungry restaurant, right? Let's say they build the restaurant, they build out the kitchen, they build the branding, they order the food, and right before they cook their first burger, the ape is stolen and they can't open because IP is gone. <laughs> I think this is very, very interesting. But that's the point of NFTs. But then again, you have all this cost that you already put into all this sunk cost into this startup or this restaurant or this TV show or whatever. And now you can't use it. Now you can't go through with it. There's a lot of lawyers that listen to this show. Lawyers, get to type in, please. Let me know what you think. What is the solution? Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. I will be back tomorrow. And until then, happy hodling, everyone.